section eight masterpieces of negro eloquence edited by alice dunbar nelson this librivox recording is in the public domain civil rights and social equality by hon john r lynch the house having under consideration the civil rights bill mr lynch said mr speaker i will now endeavour to answer the arguments of those who have been contending that the passage of this bill is an effort to bring about social equality between the races that the passage of this bill can in any manner affect the social status of any one seems to me to be absurd and ridiculous i have never believed for a moment that social equality could be brought about even between persons of the same race i have always believed that social distinctions existed among white people the same as among colored people but those who contend that the passage of this bill will have a tendency to bring about social equality between the races virtually and substantially admit that there are no social distinctions among white people whatever but that all white persons regardless of their moral character are the social equals of each other for if by conferring upon colored people the same rights and privileges that are now exercised and enjoyed by whites indiscriminately will result in bringing about social equality between the races then the same process of reasoning must necessarily bring us to the conclusion that there are no social distinctions among whites because all white persons regardless of their social standing are permitted to enjoy these rights see then how unreasonable unjust and false is the assertion that social equality is involved in this legislation i cannot believe that gentlemen on the other side of the house mean what they say when they admit as they do that the immoral the ignorant and the degraded of their own race are the social equals of themselves and their families if they do then i can only assure them that they do not put as high an estimate upon their own social standing as respectable and intelligent colored people place upon theirs for there are hundreds and thousands of white people of both sexes whom i know to be the social inferiors of respectable and intelligent colored people i can then assure that portion of my democratic friends on the other side of the house whom i regard as my social inferiors that if at any time i should meet any one of you at a hotel and occupy a seat at the same table with you or the same seat in a car with you do not think that i have thereby accepted you as my social equal not at all but if any one should attempt to discriminate against you for no other reason than because you are identified with a particular race or religious sect i would regard it as an outrage as a violation of the principles of republicanism and i would be in favour of protecting you in the exercise and enjoyment of your rights by suitable and appropriate legislation no mr speaker it is not social rights that we desire we have enough of that already what we ask is protection in the enjoyment of public rights rights which are or should be accorded to every citizen alike under our present system of race distinctions a white woman of a questionable social standing yea i may say of an admitted immoral character can go to any public place or upon any public conveyance and be the recipient of the same treatment 
the same courtesy and the same respect that is usually accorded to the most refined and virtuous the leaden intelligent modest refined coloured lady present herself and ask that the same privileges be accorded to her that have just been accorded to her social inferior of the white race and in nine cases out of ten except in certain portions of the country she will not only be refused but insulted for making the request mr speaker i ask the members of this house in all candour is this right i appeal to your sensitive feelings as husbands fathers and brothers is this just you who have affectionate companions attractive daughters and loving sisters is this just if you have any of the ingredients of manhood in your composition you will answer the question most emphatically no what a sad commentary upon our system of government our religion and our civilization think of it for a moment here am i a member of your honourable body representing one of the largest and wealthiest districts in the state of mississippi and possibly in the south a district composed of persons of different races religions and nationalities and yet when i leave my home to come to the capital of the nation to take part in the deliberations of the house and to participate with you in making laws for the government of this great republic in coming through the god-forsaken states of kentucky and tennessee if i come by the way of louisville or chattanooga i am treated not as an american citizen but as a brute forced to occupy a filthy smoking-car both night and day with drunkards gamblers and criminals and for what not that i am unable or unwilling to pay my way not that i am obnoxious in my personal appearance or disrespectful in my conduct but simply because i happen to be of a darker complexion if this treatment was confined to persons of our own sex we could possibly afford to endure it but such is not the case our wives and our daughters our sisters and our mothers are subjected to the same insults and to the same uncivilized treatment you may ask why we do not institute civil suits in the state courts what a farce talk about instituting a civil rights suit in the state courts for of kentucky for instance where decision of the judge is virtually rendered before he enters the courthouse and the verdict of the jury substantially rendered before it is impaneled the only moments of my life when i am necessarily compelled to question my loyalty to my government or my devotion to the flag of my country is when i read of outrages having been committed upon innocent colored people and the perpetrators go unwhipped of justice and when i leave my home to go travelling mr speaker if this unjust discrimination is to be longer tolerated by the american people which i do not cannot and will not believe until i am forced to do so then i can only say with sorrow and regret that our boasted civilization is a fraud our republican institutions a failure our social system a disgrace and our religion a complete hypocrisy but i have an abiding confidence so i must confess that that confidence was seriously shaken a little over two months ago but still i have an abiding confidence in the patriotism of this people in their devotion to the cause of human rights and in the stability of our republican institutions i hope that i will not be deceived i love the land that gave me birth i love the stars and stripes this country is where i intend to live where i expect to die to preserve the honor of the national flag and to maintain perpetually the union of the states hundreds and i may say thousands of noble brave and true-hearted colored men have fought blood and died and now mr speaker i ask can it be possible that that flag under which they fought is to be a shield and a protection to all races and classes of persons except the colored race god forbid in conclusion mr speaker i say to the republican members of the house 
that the passage of this bill is expected of you if any of our democratic friends will vote for it we will be agreeably surprised but if republicans should vote against it we will be sorely disappointed it will be to us a source of deep mortification as well as profound regret we will feel as though we are deserted in the house of our friends but i have no fears whatever in this respect you have stood by the colored people of this country when it was more unpopular to do so than it is to pass this bill you have fulfilled every promise thus far and i have no reason to believe that you will not fulfill this one then give us this bill the white man's government negro-hating democracy will in my judgment soon pass out of existence the progressive spirit of the american people will not much longer tolerate the existence of an organization that lives upon the passions and prejudices of the hour i appeal to all the members of the house republicans and democrats conservatives and liberals to join with us in the passage of this bill which has its object the protection of human rights and when every man woman and child can feel and know that his her and their rights are fully protected by the strong arm of a generous and grateful republic then we can all truthfully say that this beautiful land of ours over which the star-spangled banner so triumphantly waves is in truth and in fact the land of the free and the home of the brave End of section eight